You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As usual, I give a big shout-out to our sports byline affiliates listening around the country and to the service men and women out there listening on American Forces Radio Network. Getting a little taste of home from your boy Speeds, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. It's a Thursday here in Rockin' Riley Studio 34, and I got my man, the bounty hunter, Chris Bavona. There it is on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. We got a lot of stuff to get into today, okay? First of all, as you know, we're going team by team. I'm giving you my preview ahead of drafts and fantasy football. Today, we spotlight the New York Jets, who many people believe will be one of the worst teams in the league. We're going to still say if there's any fantasy goodness out there for you. I'm also going to give you my starters in Major League Baseball tonight so you could win a little bit of cash. And there are more trades happening as we come on air with the trading deadline popping off. The Rays and the New York Mets have made a deal. Lucas Duda will be heading down south. Okay, we're also... We're going to talk about this beef again. More things added to the story about Kyrie Irving and LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers and what will happen there. If you want to participate at any point in time on this show, there's a couple of ways you could do that, okay? First of all, call me now like a Miss Cleo at 844-843-6879. You could also catch us on Twitter, okay? At FNTSY Radio on Twitter. You could always ask me questions. Follow me. Holler at your boy. At Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. We got a poll question up about the Jets. Okay, based on their over-under over season win total. But we also, I got to tell you something. We have a close matchup going in the sports greatest movie of all time. In this second round, we've had a lot of blowouts. Right now, we have a 51-49 poll up right now. Go out and vote. Find it on the Twitter. When we come back, we're going to talk about the latest news in this Kyrie Irving, LeBron James issue, and I'm going to tell you what you need in Major League Baseball tonight so you can win your leagues and win that cash. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds and Spitting Statistician, right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Let's go. Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And it's power-packed with so much more, including fully sortable player projections and a custom cheat sheet generator. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. La la la. 
la 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 it's the way that we rock one the beautiful thing yeah this is chris bavona giving you the fujis on the way back welcome back to the fantasy freestyle it's your boy dane martinez the smitten statistician right here on the fantasy sports radio network like i said we gotta lead with this again and it is not usual on the fantasy freestyle where we lead with NBA news, especially in the offseason. But I have become enamored with the plight of Kyrie Irving after his trade demand. He wants to leave the Cleveland Cavaliers. He apparently wants to go to a team where he could be more of the focal point out of the shadow of LeBron James. And remember, they're kind of going back and forth on social media with their posts. You know, Kyrie Irving also unfollowed LeBron James on Instagram. I reported that yesterday on the fantasy Freestyle was telling you that LeBron is working out with guys like Derrick Rose, maybe the new point guard for the Cavs, along with Eric Bledsoe. There's been some talk about Bledsoe in any kind of deal or three-way deal involving some of the big stars so far this summer. Um, There's news, though. Today, a lot of people are now reporting that apparently Kyrie Irving is not talking to anyone from the organization. The Cleveland Cavaliers can now not get a hold of Kyrie Irving. So not only did he unfollow LeBron James, it sounds like he's ghosting the entire organization. One report out there from Jason Lloyd of The Athletic says that he is quote-unquote not talking to anyone from the organization because he's quote-unquote said enough already apparently this is real i i think there's now at this point too much smoke for there to not be fire in this situation and i think ultimately they will move on from kyrie irving and see what they can get back according to pablo torre though of espn he's saying that kyrie irving really wants to wind up with the New York Knicks, okay? He is a Jersey kid. He did, in fact, tweet out that he's coming home. We thought that was a mock to LeBron James when he did that whole thing going back to Cleveland a few years ago. But keep an eye on this. I think something actually may happen. I could see something like Kyrie for Carmelo and a pick, or maybe Kyrie for Carmelo and this year's first-round pick, the kid Frenchie Frank. We should see, but keep an eye on this. Maybe Kyrie Irving charts his own course and it finds his way back home to the New York metropolitan area. So we are going to keep an eye on that, of course, on the Fantasy Freestyle. But what I want to do here is go into Major League Baseball tonight so you can help, you know, get you what you need so you can win that cash. First of all, news and notes from around Major League Baseball. I've been saying it now for a month with the trading deadline approaching. The Marlins are still open for business. I told you they were looking to sell off almost everybody. You've heard names all the way from D. Gordon to Giancarlo Stanton. They've already moved. Echevarria. We've talked about AJ Ramos. They already moved David Phelps. I said, however, there were some names that they thought were going to be untouchable. Guys like Kristen Yelich, guys like Marcelo Zuna, maybe guys like JT Real Muto. One of the names that was in that kind of untouchable group is no longer. And I'm talking about their starting pitcher, Dan Straley. They say they are now open to moving Dan Straley. He's had a good season so far 3.84 ERA, a 1.18 whip. And here's the thing he is signed under team control until the year 2020. You would think that maybe a new owner does want to hold those kind of cheap assets that are under team control, but the Marlins are saying they are open for business, including Dan Straley. The Twins, this is interesting. 
The Twins are now fielding calls on Erwin Santana and Brian Dozier. And guess what? They're also fielding calls on a pitcher that they traded for themselves a few days ago. Remember, Jaime Garcia went from the Braves to Minnesota after that start he had in L.A. where he hit a grand slam and they were thinking about pulling him from that start. He eventually did go to Minnesota, but apparently since that trade, the Twins have lost like four or five in a row, and they are now moving from buyers to sellers very quickly. Speaking of deals, we have a deal that made... Uh, you know, made sense for both teams and is complete today. In the last hour, the New York Mets and the Tampa Bay Rays have struck a deal. First baseman Lucas Duda is going to go down to Tampa. The Mets in return get minor league right-handed pitcher Drew Smith. He was the 30th prospect in the minor leagues. Duda will probably wind up being the everyday DH for Tampa as they continue their chase of the wild card in the AL East. Them and the New York Yankees right there behind the Boston Red Sox. I told you also watch the closer market as we go into the trading deadline. In Oakland, the closer situation is fluid. There are reports that Santiago Casilla may lose his job. He got the loss last night. Maybe... The next man up could be a guy they acquired in the trade with Washington that sent Doolittle and Madsen to the East Coast. They Remember, they got Blake Trinan, and he might be in line if Casilla continues to falter. Um, sad news here. The Nationals have placed Steven Strasburg on the 10-day DL. He's got that right elbow nerve issue. Um, they are saying that this is kind of just a precautionary measure. He may only miss one turn through the rotation, that they want to be safe rather than sorry with their number two starter as the Nationals steam ahead towards the playoffs at least. And uh, reports also out of L.A., the Dodgers with the best record in the National League, they have been looking for another starter to kind of be right behind Clayton Kershaw, to be right behind Alex Wood when they get to the playoffs. And they are saying they are now confident that they will, in fact, trade for an ace. The names out there, Johnny Cueto, Justin Verlander has been linked to the Dodgers for a long time, along with Justin Wilson, their reliever. And now also Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray seems to be real hot on the market. I think he's going to go in the next 72 hours somewhere. And uh, the Astros may be focused on a guy like Sonny Gray as well. Listen, it is Thursday. By the time I have my show on Monday on the trading deadline, July 31st, it will all be tied up. But there are going to be a lot of moves made because so many teams are still in contention for playoff positioning. So tonight, though, tonight there's only five games on the Late, okay, your high price guys are Chris Archer, John Lester, and these guys are at ten thousand on FanDuel or above. But I don't like either one of them. Okay, Archer's playing against the Yankees in the Bronx. Remember, the Yankees score runs, especially at home. So I'm fading Archer and Lester. I don't like either. Here's why. If you listen to the DFS lineup lock show with my men Benny Riccardi and Tony Sincata, one of the things they talk about all the time is how the Chicago White Sox hit lefties well, and that's the situation they're in tonight against John Lester in that crosstown rivalry. So here's two guys that are cheaper that I think could do well for you. First of all, Zach Godley at 8500 on FanDuel. He's at St. Louis, but I've been talking about Godley as well as some of these other Diamondbacks pitchers for a long time. You know my man Robbie Ray as well. But Zach Godley, in his last four starts 32 strikeouts in 23 innings pitched okay that's him going six innings that's him striking out eight guys every six innings I think that's a nice start I like his K upside tonight the other guy I'll give you remember I'm fading Chris Archer how about his opponent for the New York Yankees tonight CC Sabathia is down at only 7600 okay
okay? CeCe has been great recently. In his last nine starts, CeCe has won seven of them, and he's only given up nine earned runs in his last nine starts. I like that value at 7,600 against the Tampa Bay Rays tonight. And of those nine runs, four were an outing against the Blue Jays on Independence Day, July 4th. Last night, though, I've been sick with it. I've been sick with it all week long, giving you who you need to win that cash. I told you last night that Carrasco was high, that you Darvish was high. You Darvish only went three innings. He gave up ten runs. Carrasco only went six and two-thirds and only struck out five. I told you, however, even against the offense of the Houston Astros, to go with Aaron Nola. What did he do? He went six shutout innings. He struck out ten as the Phillies beat the Astros nine-nothing. Hopefully, you listen to your boy Speeds the Spitting Stat there. The other guy I gave you last night was Jake Arietta. I said he was priced a little high, but I like the right-handers against the White Sox, not the left-handers like they're facing tonight. Arietta did well, got the win going six and two-thirds, only giving up two runs. So both of the guys I gave you last night were better than both of the high-priced options. That's the way you got to do it. I think you can do it again tonight with CeCe Sabathia and Zach Godley. That's what I do here on the Fantasy Freestyle. I'll help you win your leagues and win that cash. But it's not just me. Okay, everybody here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Tony Sincata, Benny Riccardi, Greg Sussman, Mike Florio, Frank Stanfield. That's what we do. All right, so when we come back, we're going to shift gears. We're going to go to football because buzz is big right now in football. And I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about the New York Jets ahead of the fantasy football season. Trust me, it's not much. Come on back, though. Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. Ooh, Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And it's power-packed with so much more, including fully sortable player projections and a custom cheat sheet generator. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at rotoexperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down on a Thursday. I hope you're almost ready for the weekend as we slide from July to August. Middle of the summer, man. Hope everybody's having some barbecues, enjoying their casual Fridays and things of that nature as we keep it moving. I know I am here at Studio 34 at Rockin' Riley's. Let's get into the cipher here because we got to get into some news and notes around the NFL. And I start in Baltimore. Okay, Baltimore, they have not had a good start to training camp, okay? Earlier in the week, we heard about how Kenneth Dixon was supposed to just get a little trim on his meniscus. When they went in, they realized there was a full repair, and odds are he is going to miss the entire season. We also hear word that their starting quarterback, Joe Flacco, has a back issue, okay? Little bulging discs, things like that. And he is preparing to miss four to six weeks. They're saying it could be an extended absence that would get them all the way down 
basically through the preseason and almost to the start of the regular season. So both Kenneth Dixon and Joe Flacco very early on have injury issues. Remember, I wasn't that high on the Baltimore Ravens to start out with. Let's stay in that division. I have some things about the Pittsburgh Steelers who I do think are the favorites to win that division. First of all, Stud running back, you know I love him. Call me on my bell phone, Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon a prayer. He did not report to camp as camp opened for the Pittsburgh Steelers today, okay? Here's the thing. We know his contract negotiation has been in the news for a long time. He was franchised, that sort of stuff. He wants to play for $15 million. He wants to be paid not only like a top running back, but also like a wide receiver, too. And there is good rationale for that with the way Le'Veon Bell has been playing. He'll be fine. He will report to camp. This is just him kind of like making a point, in my opinion. What it does do, though is it gives reps an opportunity for James Conner, who is their backup, this guy out of pit. I love James Conner. I think it's a great story. Came back from lymphoma in his college career. Is really a um, kind of, you know, a good guy. And so if he can get more opportunity, build his skills so that ultimately he'll be viable in the NFL, I got no problem with that. Sticking with Pittsburgh. Another guy I've been talking to you about for a while is their wide receiver, Martavis Bryant. Remember, Martavis Bryant, who was suspended all of last year, is coming back. Remember, he uh, was tweeting in the draft, and there was beef with him and Eli Rogers. Remember, I also told you that I was fading him because I didn't believe he was a kind of like reformed and back to being uh, a contributing member of the team. Him and Ben Roethlisberger were going at it with kind of quotes in the media. I thought that was bad. Well, check this out. Today, their GM, the Pittsburgh GM Kevin Colbert, says, Upon his conditional reinstatement in April, Martavis Bryant was made aware it was only the beginning of a process. We have been informed by the NFL that Martavis is still in that process of being fully reinstated. Apparently, Martavis Bryant can take part in off-the-field team activities, but is not allowed to practice or play in preseason games. So there is still a long way to go for Martavis Bryant. Remember, there have been times where guys like Josh Gordon, I thought, was going to get reinstated and then there was still hurdles maybe martavis bryant still will but i'm telling you i have said for a while i am fading this i do not think that it ultimately ends well for martavis bryant and remember with this we are finding that he's not really like fully officially reinstated just yet remember yesterday i told you also that now that training camps have opened, is we're going to go into all these stories about buzz, about buzz, about people who are like looking great and opening eyes at training camp and that sort of stuff. So I got a few stories like that. You know, take them with a grain of salt, but apparently Devontae Parker in Miami, quote-unquote, blew up the first day at camp and impressed everybody. When I previewed the Dolphins a few days ago, I said Devontae Parker is a guy who I just don't trust to actually ever break out. He has some injury concerns as well with the coaching staff is hyping him up, but guess what? That's what you do with guys who need to take a step. You start to fill them up with confidence. Similarly, in San Francisco, we have a guy that I have been talking about for the last few weeks in San Francisco. We're talking about running back Carlos Hyde. Remember how I said that Carlos Hyde was not a fit in that scheme, how Carlos Hyde was injury-prone, and how the 49ers in that new regime invested heavily in new running back Joe Williams out of Utah, I believe it is. Well, now they realize, though, they can't go too far with it. 
You know what I'm saying? So GM John Lynch today says that Carlos Hyde, quote-unquote, looks tremendous. I think this is just them playing nice in the sandbox so it doesn't get ugly. I still believe that Joe Williams is the back to own this year in fantasy football for the San Francisco 49ers. Down in Washington, tight end Jordan Reed. As you know, he too is injury prone. Okay, they are now saying his toe injury may actually be related to compensating for a previous ankle issue. The fact that he all Already, we're talking about his injuries. This is when he's supposed to be at his best health for the season. The fact that we are already talking about injuries for Jordan Reed does not bode well for the Washington football team or for any fantasy football owners. That's why I'm fading Jordan Reed at the tight end position. I am not going to invest that draft capital on something that is not safe like Jordan Reed. Also, in the Broncos running back room, I reported, I believe, yesterday that Devontae Booker had a fractured wrist and that he's going to miss some time. The Broncos have addressed that by signing former Patriots, former Lions, Stephen Ridley is now in camp with Denver competing in that running back room along with guys like Jamal Charles and obviously C.J. Anderson. All right, like I said, we're going to talk New York Jets here. And, and let me have this disclaimer first. I am a Jets fan, have been for a long time. However, I believe the Jets are going to be the worst team in football this year. I believe the Jets are going to finish with one or two wins, something like that. I think they are actually doing this on purpose so that they can be in the running for the number one overall pick because there is not one, not two, not three, but four legit franchise quarterbacks coming out next year in the draft. You hear me talk about hashtag suck for Sam all the time, but... Just like every other team, we are going to go position by position and tell you if there's any value. First of all, at the quarterback position, listen, Josh McCown, no, I don't like that. Christian Hackenberg, no, I don't like that. There's no reason to be involved with anybody in the quarterback position. I actually do believe that Christian Hackenberg is going to get the bulk of the starts for a couple of reasons. One, they have to find out what they have. And two, if you're a team that's tanking and wants to finish 1-15 and secretly, you run out Christian Hackenberg. There is no kind of fantasy goodness. I don't care if you're in a 2QB league. I don't care if you're in a Superflex league. Stay away from the Jets quarterback. At Running back, however, my man, boom, boom, Bilal, pal, pal. Bilal, pal, has been underrated for years. He was backing up LaDainian Tomlinson, backing up Chris Ivory, backing up now Matt Forte. I actually think that Bilal, pal, is going to be the most useful running back on the Jets. Listen, last year he had 722 yards and three touchdowns. He also had 58 receptions, which was tied for fourth in the NFL among running backs, okay? And I think he is going to prove his worth over Matt Forte because I also think that the aging Matt Forte, when he's on a team that's like 2-11, 2-12, I don't think Matt Forte has much left to play for, especially with this team. He doesn't owe much to this team, okay? Why would he bust it for a bad squad and it's not even his real team? He just signed last year. Bilal Powell, I think, will be the running back to own. I actually have him within my top 25. So does Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, okay? I have him as a low RB2, a def- Definite flex play in like round six or seven. Bilal Powell is a viable option. I have him as running back 19 on my rankings. Corey Parsons, the fantasy executive, has him slightly lower at running back 23. But we're all in the same range. Low end RB2, depending on the size of your league. 
wide receiver. If you listened to the fantasy freestyle all last year, I guess it was called Shot Callers back in the day, but you know that my Jets wide receiver that I love is my man Quincy Inunua, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Someone has to get yeah even though i hate mccown and hackenberg they they still will accumulate you know thousands of yards in the passing game and without decker without brandon marshall i do not trust really robbie anderson to be the one i do not believe any of these rookies the chad hansons the ardaris stewart guys from last year like sharon peak jalen marshall i don't think these are the guys i think quincy inunwa is the de facto number one and like we usually say with the jacksonville jaguars garbage time points they still count in fantasy. This guy had 857 receiving yards last year, and I expect that to jump over 900, maybe even over 1,000 this year. In fact, he is one of my hashtag sleeper weeks here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're doing sleeper week. I think Quincy Inunua could be a sleeper. I have him ranked pretty low. He's my wide receiver 46, but he could go up because someone has to get production. You could do much worse. If you're like in the 10th or 11th round, you could do much worse than a guy like Quincy let me also tell you another one of my hashtag sleeper weeks here on the fantasy sports radio network we're doing hashtag sleeper week another one of my sleepers is their tight end austin safarian jenkins let me tell you why okay a lot of people be like what please didn't he have like a substance abuse problem he did and did is the operative word he has been clean now for six months he was in rehab he's not drinking he's not doing the drugs anymore i think that's good he also dedicated himself and is back in the gym he lost 20 pounds i think that's good i think the fact that the jets are moving from the chan galley offense which did not have a tight end role really for the last few years to the morton offense is more west coast i think the tight end is going to be viable and remember if it is christian hackenberg if it is bryce petty if it is josh mccown these kind of quarterbacks they love the safety blanket of the tight end there's not threats on the outside at wide out like we just said austin safarian jenkins and here's the other reason he's actually suspended for the first two games no one is going to be drafting him you could get him very very late and i think he could be a viable option okay when we come back we're going to talk a little bit more about the jets because you got a poll question up we're going to see what you guys think about them we're also going to find out if their newest signee is actually lucky to be on their team. Find out what I'm talking about when we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go.
Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. Chris Bavona, the Bounty Hunter, dropping a little far side on there for you, a little drop. When I hear that, though, drop, you know I always think about the Beastie Boys as well. But that's what we do here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We drop stats over beats right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We're covering you on, uh, you know... It's like afternoon rush hour out there on the West Coast. So if you're stuck in traffic on the 405 or the 5 or the 10 or whatever it is out there, big shout out to all my L.A. drankies as well. Um, uh, You know, fantasy freestyle, that's what it is. We were talking about the New York Jets. And uh, unfortunately, we have to continue talking about the New York Jets. And this is coming from a Jets fan. Listen, my grandparents had season tickets when the Jets played in Shea Stadium. I was there for the fake spike game against Dan Marino. I was there also against the Dolphins when Dan Marino and Kenny O'Brien combined to throw for over 900 yards. And the Jets beat the Dolphins 51-45 to on the strength of two late touchdown catches by Wesley Walker. I was in the building when Jumbo Elliott caught a touchdown pass for the... The Monday Night Miracle. But those are the days of the past. <laughs> this this season, I expect them to win one or two games. And let me go into their schedule, okay? If you go into their schedule, unfortunately, the Jets are going to be underdogs all 16 games of their season, including Week 5 at Cleveland, including when they host the Buffalo Bills on Thursday night football. And you know I always love the home team on Thursday night football. You always fade the road team on Thursday night football, except for when the home team is the Jets. You know, so I don't see them having many wins. This poll question we have up, much like yesterday, When I couldn't do my regular poll question for the Patriots because I knew what everybody would say, so I had to do it relative to their over-under win total. With the Jets, the overall win total is four and a half. So the question is, how do you play this? You take the under on four and a half, do you lean over, take a heavy over, think they're going to do well, or do you pass and not have any action on that because you think it's a good number? I'm telling you right now, I actually am strong on this play And it's taking the under. When I look at this Jets schedule, I do not think they win five games. I have no idea how anyone can think they will win five games. I think they are actively tanking, in fact. And as a Jets fan, I embrace it. They're going to build up their lines. They're going to build up other things around the quarterback and then try to get their quarterback in the draft next year. And that's evident by them giving Christian Hackenberg a chance to see what they got. That's evident by them, you know, getting a guy like Josh McCown, who is obviously just a bridge to the future. I think you need to take the under because I think the Jets are going to be one of, if not the worst team in football this season. And this is unfortunately coming from a Jets fan. And right now, 60% of you agree. And you agree that you should take the under. 17% say lean over. 13% say pass. Do not put any action on this line. And 10% of you, one out of every 10 of you, say heavy over, which means you think the Jets are not only going to go above this four and a half line, but that they may have a chance. I don't know. What's heavy over that? You think they can win seven games or something like that? Hey, uh, let me bring the bounty hunter in here right now. First of all, what do you think about this poll? Are you in agreement with me? You're taking the under on the Jets. And if you needed anybody on the Jets on your fantasy team, who would it be? Would it be Quincy Inunua? Would it be my man Bilal Pal? Boom, boom, Bilal Pal, Pal. Or someone else, Bavona? Who do you think? What do you think about the Jets? There is absolutely no doubt in my mind. I will absolutely take the under on this. Okay. I, I almost want to think that they, I don't think they're going to go 0-16, but 
one in 15 is definitely not out of the picture. Let me ask you, though, real yep. quick. What do you think has a better chance of happening? The Jets going 0-16 or the Patriots going 16-0? and Ooh, I'm going to go with... The Jets going 0-16. Okay. I can see them tanking much more. I, I think that the Patriots will lose a couple of yeah, games. Yeah, and when they already have home field advantage yeah. and are 14-1 going into week uh, 17, maybe yeah. they rest some guys, stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. I do have a question for my dynasty football team where sure. I have David Johnson as my RB1. Sure. I, I, can only, uh, I can only hold on to two per position. Yep. So you already got David Johnson. I've got David Johnson, and I have Belial Powell. Other than that, I only have C.J. Anderson and C.J. Proceis. Uh, no, I like Bilal Powell out of those guys. Out of those guys, yeah. he's fine to have him as a low end, my, my RB2. Yeah, for the, for the yeah I like okay. him better than uh, C.J. Anderson because I don't like that Denver um, backfield. Remember, they uh, just signed Stephen Ridley today. You got Jamal Charles in there. You got Booker coming back. And who's the other one, you guys? C.J. Proceis? C.J. Proceis, Yeah, you got yes. Thomas Rawls there. You got Eddie Lacy there. Yeah, I think Bilal Powell is the number one running back at least. Um some of those other guys you mentioned were not the case. I mean, C.J. Anderson would be the other way, but um, I think Bilal Powell does a lot more, including, is it a PPR league? It is a PPR league. Yeah, so I, I defer to Bilal Powell, especially because, like I said, Bilal Powell was fourth in the NFL among running backs last year with 58 receptions. I think that's pretty good, and I think he is going to ultimately get a bigger share of the opportunity as the season goes along when they realize that Bilal Powell is in the team's future plans, whereas Matt Forte is not. Let me tell you someone else who's in the Jets plan and I think this is kind of interesting I don't know if you've been following the story of Lucky Whitehead over the last two or three days Lucky Whitehead is mostly a uh, special team specialist okay he's like a kickoff returner that kind of guy okay a special teams kind of guy was on the Dallas Cowboys as Cowboys opened camp over the weekend okay check out what happened over the weekend um Lucky Whitehead was arrested uh, on a charge of petty theft. They said he stole something from a Wawa out in the mid-Atlantic, okay? And uh, he was arrested, and the Cowboys, in response, cut him. They cut him right away, okay? They didn't want anybody who had this kind of issues, um, you know, so you would think that means that Lucky Whitehead was kind of unlucky, you know, because he got arrested and got cut from the Dallas Cowboys, right? Then, earlier in the week, a couple days ago, it comes out that, you know what? It was a case of mistaken identity that Lucky Whitehead was not the guy who was, you know, uh, should have been charged on this petty theft that he didn't appear in court or whatever the case may be. And the charges against this Lucky Whitehead were all dropped. So to me, that's him once again being lucky, right? You know, he went from unlucky getting arrested and cut to being lucky. It was a case of mistaken identity. He's all good. And then guess what happened? He got signed by the New York Jets to be their kick returner. So he went from the Dallas Cowboys to the New York Jets, ultimately. Some could argue that that is, once again, unlucky. So here's my question. Chris, do you believe Lucky Whitehead is lucky over the course of the last week? I mean, they thought he was going to be arrested. He got cut. Turns out he's not. Mistaken identity. It's all good. But then he signed He signs with who many people, including Speeds, thinks is going to be the worst team in football. Is this man lucky? Yes, he is. Why you say that? I think he's very lucky because he's not in jail. But it wasn't him. He didn't do anything wrong. It doesn't wrong. matter. I can't. Listen. What's his name? Uh, the Hurricane, Reuben Carter. That's true. That was a mistaken identity, that wasn't it? That is true. Yeah. Well, I he mean, you go back to the 60s over here. And he still went here. to jail. Okay, fair enough. And he went to jail for a long time. You're absolutely right. I don't. 
don't know if many of our listeners know about the story of the hurricane. Maybe they know about it from the song or the movie where Denzel Washington played him. So that's interesting. You know who wouldn't know about this, in my opinion? Um... My man JP, the Night Owl. Night Owl, if you're listening, I want to hear from you and if you knew about this reference. You know who else I don't think knows about this? My man Intern Matt. The reason I bring on both of them. Chris, did you know that today is National Intern Day? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's National Intern Day. So right here on the Fantasy Freestyle, I want to give a big shout-out to intern Matt holding it down, cutting the audio up for me. I want to give a big shout-out, obviously, to JP, the Night Owl, who's produced some shows, even come on with me before. Big shout-out to both of you guys. The other thing is, Chris, you're bringing up these movies, right? So you know we where we've got to go from here. Oh, yes, I do. We have to go to us continuing to look for the greatest sports movie of all time. This summer here on the Fantasy Freestyle, we are trying to crown the greatest sports movie of all time. And I got to tell you the truth, Chris. In the last few days, you know, in this second round, you know, we've got like one seeds going up against, you know, movies that aren't as big and stuff like that. We've had a lot of blowouts recently. You know, we've had a lot of blowouts recently. Uh, for example, Hoosiers won with 81% of the vote. Space Jam won with 80% of the vote. Field of Dreams yesterday won taking home 88% of the vote. You know, we had uh, the Waterboy advancing to the Sweet 16 with 78% of the vote. But today, we have a matchup in the wild card region. And I'm telling you right now, Chris, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it is very, very close. All right. Big shout out, of course, to everybody who is voting out there at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. And you could always vote on the polls. You could always follow me. You could always ask me questions. We respond to them on the show. Um, at Spittin' Speeds is the name right there. Okay, we got somebody. We got a poll question that's up right now, to be quite honest. And it's on the... Uh, you know, we got this greatest of all time movie thing right here in the wild card. We got a racing movie up against a golf movie. OK, the number six seed in this region is Tin Cup. Tin Cup beat Raging Bull in the first round to advance. It is going up against Talladega Knights, the, ba- the ballad of Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby, who is a 14 seed and pulled one of the biggest upsets in the first round by taking 53% of the vote against the Karate Kid, who I thought was going to go far in this tournament. So we got Talladega Knights, Ricky Bobby up against Tin Cup, okay? So in Ricky Bobby, you know, we're talking about if you're not first, you're last. And we're talking about, uh, you know praying to that sweet baby Jesus. And in Tin Cup, you know, remember, he was going around the entire course with a seven iron. That's something I like to do also. Um, Chris, how do you see this playing out? Let me get your vote right now. Let's see if you can impact the vote because you always have hot takes when it comes to the movies. And right now, I got to tell you, it's been going back and forth. Right now, Talladega Knights, Ricky Bobby has 51% of the vote. Tin Cup, the sixth seed, has 49% of the vote. Uh, Chris Pavona, where are you going here? So, as much as I love Kevin Costner going for the 12 yes. on his last uh, Yes, last wouldn't shot, take the drop, but I just mean, keep on firing and going into the drink. Let me tell you something. That's going to be one of the most memorable 12s of all time. It was one of the memorable that 12s being of all said, time. I don't find it to be Kevin Costner's most memorable sports movie. Sure. I mean, we've got Field of Dreams still in, right? Oh, no, of course. we got a number of Kevin Costner movies. We've got a number of Nick Nolte movies still yeah. in here. we got some Adam Sandler still involved. What, uh, 
What do you uh, you don't think it's his biggest sports movie? Am I if, am I to say that you think Kevin Costner's biggest is Field of Dreams? His biggest absolutely is Field of Dreams. Okay. I put Bull Durham up there. Bull Durham. And when it comes to this matchup specifically, I go again. I'm going with our audience on this. How in the heck would anybody not want it, what not want to go fast? That's true. Of and course, that's you want to go fast. That's why I'm voting for Talladega Knights. Okay, you, you mentioned Bull Dorham. You know, Bull Dorham got just beat in the last round by the Sandlot, or else that would have set up a Bull Dorham versus Field of Dreams matchup in the Sweet 16 and the baseball oh, region. Do you it know did how not happen. Awesome that would have been? It did not happen because the Sandlot interrupted that. So far, the only time we have had the same actor facing off in. Uh, a matchup here in this tournament when we had the longest yard against the water boy. We had Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler. I know some people think about the older version of the longest yard, but remember, we're talking here on Happy Intern Day. The guys like JP and Intern Mike, they think it with that recency bias, so they thought of the Sandler version of longest yard. So we, you think Talladega Nights is the answer, huh? I, however, you know, I got to tell you, I really love Tin Cup. Because it's kind of this underdog story. I mean, he qualifies and he goes for it. I like Tin Cup. I'm lobbying for Tin Cup. Chris Bavona is lobbying for Talladega Knights. We shall see. You still have time to vote, okay? We are almost done with the second round. When we are, we will release the final Sweet 16. And we're going to start making those Sweet 16 votes next week on the Fantasy Freestyle. I'm going to have a couple of guests next week breaking it down for us as well. When we come back here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, there's only five games. We're going to check out the scores, update the polls, and have fun with Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter, when we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Get on board to the fastest-growing fantasy sports radio network in the business. Featuring the FSTA award-winning on-target fantasy, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the rookie of the year in the industry, and it's only growing. Fantasy Sports Radio Network at FNTSY.com slash radio. Nobody dope as me I'm just so fresh and clean Don't you think I'm so sexy I'm just so fresh so clean clean. You know what it is Right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network We're back on the Fantasy Freestyle Dropping stats over beats Like I said, only five games on the night slate Right now, the Reds and Marlins Are still scoreless in the third And the guy I gave you on this slate If you wanted to try to beat the highest priced guys Was CeCe Sabathia He carries a 2-0 lead In the third inning as the Yankees are up 2-0 on the Rays, but as it comes to fantasy football time, like I said, yo, check this out. Go to writerexperts.com slash exclusive. No, excuse me. Slash executive, because it's my man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. He's got that super premium package, okay? Not only draft reviews, he's got auction values, but what he's also doing, and he's getting a Snapchat, okay? So you could snap back and forth with him, and he will give you the most up-to-date news and, you know, analysis and information. It's an innovative way to get all your fantasy details with my man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, on the Snapchat, okay? Uh, I also want to chime in real quick. 60% of you agree with me that you actually need to take the under on the New York Jets, even though their win total is only four and a half. That means you think 
they're going to win zero, one, two, three, or four games this year. I agree with you. So does Chris Bavona. And right now, we have a 50-50 matchup with Tin Cup and Talladega Knights. Um, you know, if you feel strongly about this and want to see one of those movies advance to the Sweet 16 of the Fantasy Freestyle Greatest sports movie of all time you want to get in there real quick and vote you still can at fntsy radio and at spit and speeds this way you can uh you know make your voice heard and uh you know you might hear me talk about you on the radio and that'll be fun because i know everybody listening and thank you to everybody who's subscribing on the fantasy sports radio network app on itunes on google play on audio boom on spotify out there do me a favor if you subscribe i appreciate it but also just write me a review make it a five-star review and to be honest if you write me a five-star review swing on by to rock and riley studio 34 your drink is on me i'll be back tomorrow though as we close out the afc east i'm gonna give you what you need to win that cash over the weekend we'll see if there's any news around this kyrie irving and if there's any more trades in Major League Baseball, come on back. Speeds the spitting statistician. Fantasy freestyle. Let's go.